Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Preview Podcast number 8. We're getting up there, ladies and gentlemen. This week, we're going to be talking about everything Batman. Well, about everything. Specifically, Arkham Knight. Game by Rocksteady developer and uh, publisher Warner Brothers. Um, first, we got a bit of trivia. Yeah, so um, we forgot to let you guys know what the answer was a couple weeks back. We had mentioned a trivia question that was pretty interesting, pretty involved. You would have had to have paid attention to all of our other podcasts, which you should be doing anyways. Um, the question was, what is one celebrity that we, in every episode, talk about? Um, and it's actually pretty funny because we didn't talk about this one celebrity last week. Um, but the answer is Mark Hamill, who is the voice of the Joker. Besides the Jurassic Parks and Recreation podcast, we talk about Mark Hamill all the time. Every episode, at least once we mention him. Uh, and it's interesting that it leads right into Arkham Knight, because as everyone knows, Mark Hamill is the, I mean, he did the voice of the Joker in the 90s, and he does it for the Arkham series as well, uh, the exception being Arkham Origins, uh, which was Troy Baker. Um and speaking of Arkham, Sergio, there was a bit of a PC fiasco that we promised our listeners we'd talk about. Did there you want to fill them in on that? There was a PC apocalypse that <laughs> happened with Arkham Knight. Uh, <laughs> safe to say, uh, when games go from from console to, to PC, I mean, uh, we, we all know that a lot of games are developed on PC, but uh, so some more now are being developed on what's called dev kits. And uh, these are pretty much versions of consoles. So apparently the, the, the developer studio Rocksteady was developing Arkham Knight on a bunch of dev kits which weren't exactly PC otherwise it would have a clean version so uh, when they released Arkham Knight on the consoles it worked fine uh, everybody on PS4 Xbox One you know, all the, the other systems were saying hey this game is great it's awesome we're having fun meanwhile the PC port uh, was lacking lacking in the sense that it was really broken really broken I don't want to touch upon this too much we're going to talk about more about that uh, in the, in the incoming podcast on uh, Thursday night and post it on Friday on backcutyfunky.com but basically uh, they had to take Arkham Knight down from the Steam store uh, and the lead director from Rocksteady totally just supported the decision by the, um, the publisher to take it down which is Wonder Brothers but that's what happens uh, when the publisher tries to rush the developers to get a game out on a certain day and the developers saying we're not ready yet <sighs> big wigs when will they learn in the history of video games in that industry it never works out for a pc port or any port <laughs> to be rushed just to get cool. out a certain date any, any game in general if it's not ready you delay it and they did that for arkham as well um they delayed it by it was like i think it was like six months wasn't it it was a good amount of time oh yeah it was a good amount of time it was it was, it was supposed to be released i think sometime last uh last year i think I want to say November. Yeah, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of forgotten what the original release date was, just because like I erased it from my mind, so I could just <laughs> be in anticipation of this game. Um, don't think about it. it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Exactly. This is how exactly. I cope. Then, this is how I cope. And that's all you think about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been fantastic thus far. We're going to talk more about the game itself on um, on Thursday slash Friday. If you're not listening live. Uh, just so everyone else has the time has the time to play it or do their research or really brush up on it. Today, what we're we're going to talk about are our favorite incarnations of Batman. 
So whether it be a version from a multiverse, from a different media, uh, you know, animation, movie, whatever, just something that really sticks out for you. When you think of Batman, this is, and you don't think about uh, pre-52 or new 52 Batman, you just think of this other version, and it's the one that you feel best embodies the character. So, Sergio, did you have a version? Yeah, for, for me, what sticks out... Uh for an iteration of Batman for me. Um, I really like the, the Flashpoint Paradox version uh, where Bruce Wayne is <laughs> murdered and his dad becomes Batman. But like, well, my favorite has to be the, the 90s cartoon that I grew up with. I mean, oh, just like I, you can still listen to that musical orchestral store, score today and it still, mm. it still has a lot of body, a lot of ugh, like, you know, Oh God! And Danny just... Elfman, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> we'd love to have you. Oh God! And just the stories, just the way they all progressed. Uh, you know, beginning, middle, and end. Like I remember just sitting there as a child, and my mother telling me, like, you were just so quiet, just silently, just watching the show. And that's something you rarely did as a very loud child. Like you just sat there mm. and watched everything. And as soon as the show was done, I was back to going blah. <laughs> you know? oh god so my mother also couldn't wait for batman time <laughs> batman meant quiet time it made quiet time it meant a moment where she can just like oh this kid's not running around and screaming and wanting food and doing whatever little boys do and you know picking up dirt and worms and bringing them into the house and you know oh god but yeah i i loved it just all the characters and that's where i got introduced to all the villains and everything i'm mean, like mm-hmm. uh like uh, my, my dad used to read um all the comics and everything uh growing up he and his brother because you know it was the 50s yeah it was the 50s and that's what you did that's what you did back then <laughs> you read yeah. comics there was no you television yeah you read batman you know it was great detective comics yeah, and then it was really cool. Like when I got older, and he was like, "Oh, you like Batman?" I was like, "Yeah, it's really cool." He's like, "You know, in my day, it was Detective Comics," and I was just like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> it, it, it's not, it's it's not your day also anymore, Dad. In my day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's so funny. Yeah, and it, it's funny too because at one point he was like, "What does DC mean?" And I was like, "That's interesting that you say that." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Hello, son. Do you read Detective Comics comics? <laughs> yeah, I, I never like. Is there an explanation why they, they do that? Because even in like, when the movie starts, it says DC, but comics right underneath as, as the logo. Like, I, I guess it's a lot like ATM machine. <laughs> like it's yeah. just one of those colloquialisms that stuck. Although I'm actually not sure if DC Comics actually does stand for Detective Comics comics. I've always believed that it did, um, but I was always a big Marvel fan, and they never had. Weird stuff like that. Marvel <laughs> Comics, comics, MCC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, now that sounds cool as hell. MCC, <laughs> MCC, MCC. <laughs> You're onto something, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Casey, what was your, uh, you know, favorite iteration of Batman? Well, I, I, I have to agree with you when you know you say that the, you know, the '90s Batman the animated series, you know, New Adventures of Batman and Robin, you know, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and even yes. Old Man Bruce and Batman Beyond, the whole yeah. Bruce Tim verse version of batman is i would say almost a perfect incarnation it takes basically all the good elements you want out of batman and puts it in one enjoyable form that both kids and adults can enjoy yeah um and you know you will find no shortage of people that agree with you on that front um but i've always been a huge fan much like marvel and exiles and all their alternate universes what dc does with um elseworlds 
Um, so you get all the wacky versions of Batman, like, you know, what if Batman became a Green Lantern, or what if Batman was a vampire, or, <laughs> um, my personal favorite, the one is, that's actually more like a what if about Superman, is Red Sun, where Superman is raised in the Ukraine and becomes a Soviet superhero. Ah. Batman's parents are killed by the secret police, um, for being propagandists. But he's not wealthy in any way. He's kind of like an espionage kind of a scavenger. So when we get a glimpse of his Batcave in, you know, the second issue of the, the miniseries, you know, it's got like all this like American memorabilia in it and stolen Soviet technology. And, you know, he's basically a hobo who lives in the sewers. <laughs> but it's amazing that a man of such resourcefulness can still come out of such tragedy you know, to be able mm. to fight guys like a, you know, a walking god. That and, of course, he has a really nice hat. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what Red Sun Batman looks like and haven't Googled him as you're listening to this, uh, he wears that classic, you know, Ushanka hat that's, you know, square on the top and has the ears that come down. But he's so also he... got his own little bat ears sticking out of the top of it, too. Yeah, awesome. so if you think of like a random Russian guy who just got drunk and decided to be Batman. There you go. Um, that that's pretty much how I would describe his look, which is awesome. That's pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah. yeah. He uh he also had a skin, uh a playable skin in Arkham Origins. Um which I only wish they had carried over into the new game, but we shall see, I imagine. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping more skins come out because right now they got a decent amount, but it's it's it feels pretty lackluster. And it's actually funny, uh, funny, Serge, that you mentioned uh, Flashpoint because uh, in Arkham Knight you can choose a different skin from the beginning, so you don't have to play as the Arkham skin. Ooh. Um, and and that's a little different from City because in City they made you beat the game and then you could swap out you your can, skin. Yeah, and right. Batman Beyond and whatever else you want to do. Exactly. Take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been running around as Flashpoint Batman. Nice. Which is awesome because I have the the glowing red eyes and I just feel like a badass. Is is, is his character model a bit more brawlic or is this like a like a like a, an aesthetic costume because like I remember the, watching the Flashpoint uh, Paradox movie like uh, Bruce's father was just like just huge he's massive no he's, he's not big he's about the same but uh, hmm. arkham batman is bigger than normal batman anyways like he's still like he's a much bigger dude he's more muscly and, and more defined than um any 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 of the other batmans really at least in my opinion but he he still has the same body shape it's more of a, a skin swap but they do hmm. have a lot of the good details like instead of the utility belt being that gold color yeah. that yellowy gold it's it's red Ooh. The gun holsters there. Uh, the red eyes are there. You don't even see his like um, his pupils like you do with every other costume. It's just those red eyes, which is why I love it. Now, like, how do you how do you think the uh, default bat suit in Arkham Knight compares to the other games? Like, which which one do you like the best? The default suit. Um, I like the Arkham City default mm. suit. That that's gonna always be my favorite. It is. I'm not a big fan of all of the bells and whistles that go on, you know, with all these different iterations of bat suits. Um, if I could pick just one that only Batman could wear for the the rest of existence, it would mm -hmm. probably be closer to um, Jim Lee within the Hush storylines Batman suit. Um, with a close runner up to Dark Knight Returns, but they're all kind of in the same vein. You just have the cowl, the cape, the, the bat symbol, and then, you know, 
gauntlets and boots. Ooh. With the newest Arkham Knight <laughs> armor, it he, he looks more like Iron Man. He just has armor on. <laughs> Uh, which is great in terms of gameplay because you get all these really cool new moves and new takedowns and all that stuff, and I love them. But I just, I like Batman being a guy in bulletproof suit. Yeah, and I, I, he I like, just scares the shit out of people because of that. Yeah, I like the suit in uh, Arkham Origins. Like you can see, like each like individual piece like put together like like body armor. And I don't yeah. know, like yeah, just the way the way like how sleek it was, and you know, it's still you know, it was still Batman, still the iconic suit, but I don't know, like the Arkham Origins one was was pretty cool looking. Well, I think City, like I'm always going to be more biased towards because mm-hmm. um I I didn't have it up when you you were over Surge, but I have this like giant not cardboard cutout, but window cutout display from my GameStop days. Ooh. And it's from Arkham City. And it's like him hunched over. It's all black and white, except for his bloody knuckles. Nice. Oh, that's badass. So it's just because I, I look at and I put it up over my desk. So I'm staring at it right now. And it's just, this will always be my favorite Arkham uh, default costume. Probably just because I have this this piece of merchandise. Yeah, all the games had, like, badass stuff like that, that I really wanted. Like, just, like, in huge, huge, massive poster form. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the city had those, like, wonderful uh, um, aesthetics. Like, there's the one where, where how, like, he's, like, kind of, like, hugging Harley Quinn, and it's just all, yep. like, white and black. And, you know, and, like, there's some of it that's red. And I was like, wow, that is a beautiful piece of art. Oh, yeah, they really played up the whole um, black and white with just red for the art for Arkham City. And I love them for it because Arkham Asylum was the best Batman game that we had up until that point. And when they announced City, everyone lost their shit. Oh my god, everyone Asylum. lost their minds. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, we got another more. There's more. Encore. It's gonna be open world." And then it kind of wasn't, but it was. It was an open world enough where everybody got what they wanted. Yeah, pretty much. And now um, Arkham Knight just took it out of like they just gave me what i wanted for a game um but that'll be for our thursday we'll get to more talk more about that uh and i can't wait for that i'm super pumped i just thought i'm taking a break hmm interesting i wonder um casey yeah what do you think i just want to go off of the rails a little bit uh, what do you think of the reveal or the teaser that we saw for dawn of justice in regards to what the the, tra- the trailer from not too long ago? Yep, yep. In regards to the aesthetic of Batman. <clears throat> oh man, I I gotta tell you, um, everybody appreciates a dark take on Batman, and the one thing that everybody wants to see when you've got a, a world of DC superheroes is Batman, the low man on the totem pole of the Justice League, in terms of powers, go against Superman. You know, the guy in the entire universe there who's got the most, and you always want to see these two clash. And, you know, I don't know if we could blame Frank Miller for that, for having the best knockdown, drag-out fight, but it seems like that's all everybody wants to do in the past 30 years, watch Batman and Superman have a dust-up. And when you have a trailer that's voiced over by Batman, and you can hear the echo in his voice that he's wearing a power suit (laughs) to knock some sense into everyone's favorite Kryptonian, it's hard not to get a little hype. Um, yeah, like there's there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't like his new voice. I'm like, that's totally the suit. That is he's totally... wearing a robot suit. You yeah, jerk. he's wearing a suit. Everyone's just like, oh, I don't know, because uh, when that was revealed, we were at um at uh, Star Wars Celebration 
um, which which was awesome. And and everyone was, was talking about it. Like, oh, did you guys hear about this? Did you guys see this? Yada yada yada. And I was like, that's, that's he's in a suit. Like, come on now, look at it. He's in a suit. There's no way that that suit doesn't have something where you can hear him. It's Batman, of course. Yeah. He wants a Kryptonian to hear him, so he's going to be in a suit. It's not his voice is not going to sound all like all like distorted and, and Daft Punky and you know like like dubstepy for the entire movie. Like, there, I don't think they would go down that route. Like Christian no. Bale did his own thing. We tolerated that. I don't think they would go crazier with making it into uh, T Pain auto tune for the entire movie. <laughs> They I could though. That's <laughs> what so they did with Arrow. Kinda. They kind of did the whole whole voice modulation with Arrow. Oh, but a lot of Arrow. people really like that. I just, I just never understood the whole changing your voice thing. I mean, you're already in disguise. You know, everybody's suspending their disbelief enough that you know, people are like, "Oh, well, have you ever seen Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same in the same place at the same time?" No, that's interesting. Yeah, what do you like think, a... Clark? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've never been next to Superman or anything, but hey, anything <laughs> can happen. But I mean, at the same time, too, so if you want to talk about movies, Ben Affleck is Batman. Ben Affleck has the most distinct voice, or one of the most distinct voices you could pro- you could possibly have. Like, just the combination of his accent, um, and he kind of has that slight whisper to his voice sometimes. It's just, you, he has to change his voice. Otherwise, you're just like, you're Bruce Wayne. How do you like them apple soup, man? A slight, exactly. a slight whisper. What? What is this whisper? Yeah. What, 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 like, what is, like what is the bat, what is the bat flick telling you? That uh, he he whispers sweet nothing is into my ears. Whisper sweet flex, um, sweet flex. He does. <laughs> he, he's just like cradling he's me just with like, hundred dollar pills. <laughs> what? I've never, so heard, when I, when well, I've never heard like touch. Ben Affleck have like a slight whisper in his voice. It's very essential. Like he kind of yeah. He, I mean, I, I think he's a pretty essential guy. Like, yeah, what, you don't know. I mean, he he just he probably lives with like thirty minutes from me. You know, so thirty <laughs> forty minutes. So what Emily doesn't know is sometimes when I go to bed, uh, Ben Affleck comes to the window and goes, "Hey, Greg." <laughs> he was pretty, like, "That's how I sleep I, at night." I'm wearing the bat suit right now. He put like, on the suit just for me. <laughs> That's not a battering. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like the whole Batman versus Superman thing is just so overdone by now. Yeah, but it's never been done in live action. And, but I feel like it has so many times, even though I know ne- I know it hasn't. I just don't want to see it anymore. I'm done with. It. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, th- um, that, that and the whole. I love that they're calling it Dawn of Justice. Just say Dawn of the Justice League because we need to catch up with Marvel because we've been making too many mistakes and now we feel like we're behind in money. So yep. it's like just just put it out there. Like the you know the populace isn't stupid, especially people that are into this genre. We're not stupid. I mean, I don't want to say anything about your Fast and Furious crowd or your Michael Bay Transformers crowd. I'm not going to say anything about them at all. They're very nice people. I know some of them, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, people in this genre in this crowd know what's going on. I mean, Dawn of Justice League. Who who asked for this? We didn't ask for this. Do we want it? I mean, do you guys want the Justice League this soon? No. No, I don't even want. I want the Justice League maybe five years from now. I'll be honest. Maybe. I could I could have lived without having the Justice League in film at all. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's it's just a, it's it's a lot more people than doing an Avengers movie. I mean, the the Justice League is historically categorized, to my knowledge, uh, as having a big seven, and mm-hmm. then branching from there. Um, and while that's, I mean, I would say not easy to do in an animated form, but it's different because you can get away with not focusing on people in a cartoon, 
you know, much easier than you can in live action with big shot actors who, mm-hmm. you know, you want to bring a recognizable face to a role that's been famous for 70, 80 years. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just to... white people get so upset about casting choices for that exact reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, look at the opera that happened with, with uh, the infamous, and we all know how good she is at acting, Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, 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 love, I love the fact that, like, um, you know, we're all, like, uh, people are arguing, okay, we're all getting mad because, like, who is she? I mean, the last time she was in a movie, she was in The Fast and the Furious half naked like that's that was her, that's her legacy where people know her and then there are other groups who are like oh everyone needs to start making like you know start making fun of her like accept her as wonder woman that's just accepted i'm like i i don't accept i don't where's the a warrior princess exactly i, I, I if, want my lucy lawless she can still do it if dc really wanted to go past marvel as quickly as possible they should have just made a kingdom come movie yeah but that's what yeah. that's what I would do. I mean, like, if you wanted to one up your competition and not just catch up to them, you just breeze past them. Do just do Kingdom Come, whether and you could easily tie it in with like Netflix TV shows and all that stuff, and really expand that universe more. But that way, you would give the fans what we want because, I mean, right now Xena's too old to play Wonder Woman. She's not. Yeah. But if you did Kingdom Come, Wonder Woman. Perfect. She's totally, yeah, perfect. Fits perfectly. Give her a little bit of a gray streak, you're all set. <laughs> exactly. And, and for those not familiar, can you touch upon what Kingdom Come is? So Kingdom Come is, um, I would say, in my opinion, the definitive um, all future story for the DC universe. So in it, you have, it's, how many years later would you say, Casey? Um, It's got to like be. 20, 20, It's got to be at least 20 because Bruce ain't walking around so good. And he's right. got a, he's got an adult son. Right, so it's like twenty to thirty years in the, in the future. Um, there are these these new young buck kind of superheroes going around and just not obeying any of the rules that were set forth by Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. They're just doing whatever they want, and it kind of causes um, Superman to go into hiding. Almost, he just goes into the Fortress of Solitude and lives there. Yeah, once once oh, wow. Superman has to face the reality that. The world is more willing to accept someone like Magog, who, yeah, kills, who kills the Joker, you know, in a in a public forum. Um, you know that they're willing to more accept his brand of justice than the old Justice League way. He hangs up the cape, you know, goes yeah. to the Fortress of Solitude, makes you know a farm there, and just you know he's out of the game. Yep, and um, Batman. I mean, he's old at this point, so he can't really go out patrolling. But he has just like an army of robots, essentially. Uh, that do it for him. Um, Wonder Woman is. I don't think there was a lot of change with Wonder Woman. She's still. She's still the princess of Themyscira. She's kind yeah. of hands off too. I mean, the Flash's yeah. speed has become so crazy that. Oh, I forgot about that. He's just a human-like streak. Yeah. Like just like a big red blur that's like between the wavelengths of reality or something, and he protects yeah. all of. It's if you if you look him up, like just the way that he looks, the way Alex Ross paints him. Like that, he's constantly in motion. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, like he's he's that fast. It's he's got ridiculous. he's got Jake Eric's old helmet on. But it, you know, yeah. it's it's other stuff too. It's like you know, I think Hal Jordan went to space and never came back. But yeah, well, he, Alan, he built Alan that, Scott like... made his lantern into a suit of armor and yeah, yeah, well, a lot I mean, of good looking stuff. With Hal, he was just like floating in space on the sat on like this palace that he made as a construct. 
Ooh. Was, and, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, he was just kind of like hanging there, and like he had this like you know he had this badass green emerald like palace in space that he was just what? like hanging out at. That's awesome. So um, kind of like uh, like the Doctor Manhattan in um yeah, Watchmen. In, in yeah. The Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Where he just created this thing on Mars because he was like, all right, Earth is stupid. I'm not dealing with that place anymore. Yeah, and but, uh, uh, essentially, uh, it's a it's a callback to Arms for all of the old superheroes. Um, to come back and kind of reclaim what was once theirs, and uh, you know, spoilers, it ends. You know, the good guys win, um, and it at ends a terrible with, cost. Yeah, <laughs> really, and it, it has that the the that staple Captain America, uh, Captain America, God damn it, uh, Captain <laughs> Marvel, Shazam versus Superman fight, Ooh. and you saw it in Justice League. Everyone references this fight. It is where, as everyone knows, Superman is we his two weaknesses are kryptonite and magic. Magic, and I wouldn't even say magic is a weakness in that it, it just affects him as it would a normal human being because it follows different rules. That's what it, it seems like to me. So he's just as susceptible as to a magical lightning bolt than a normal human, right? And that's what happens is Shazam grabs him, says Shazam. Lightning Bolt, instead of hitting, you know, Shazam so he can turn back into Billy Batson, he moves out of the way really quickly and it hits Superman. And he's, he's and it just... it's almost like he's dancing around him, just tagging yeah. him with his <laughs> lightning bolts. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, it's just like that's the – and then I, does he break his jaw? Is no, that how he, gets he, to uh, he, he covers his uh, – what happens? Oh, the, uh, the, uh, the nuclear bomb is coming down oh, yeah. and yeah, that's he right. snaps out of – being all crazy it's it's pretty it's yeah. it's a great it's oh it's a, it's because mr mind was yeah in him. that's right lex, lex yeah, luthor is putting uh mr mind worms into his into his ears um oh, that, yeah but, uh, the, but the story like greg said it's a it's a very cool way to show off a, a future dc universe and you, you see everybody in this i mean for as, as brief of a moment as you'll see maybe a hero like plastic man or yeah. you know a, another b-string favorite no booster gold in this one uh, he he um, wasn't a spinoff though I did yeah he's in the kingdom he owned a yeah so he owned uh a, he, he remember planet crypto he owns at it the end? He, he runs it yeah he, oh, he, owned, he awesome. created that that's booster gold that's great i didn't know <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then at the end, um, Superman and Wonder Woman get together and they have a baby and they make Batman the Godfather. It's it's pretty much the per- <laughs> it's pretty much the the perfect end. That's great. Yeah, it's it's like it's wrapped up in this perfect. Everyone doesn't care because that's what we wanted. Yeah, that sounds um, awesome. I want to see that in a major movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you should, and any everyone should really read it as well because it's Alex Ross uh, painted it. And it looks like super realistic, uh, which was, you know, and that was right in the beginning of his career or right in the middle, like somewhere around there where he really cared and was still trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really like Alex Ross kind of does now where it's not really as good as what, what it used to be. Just covers or covers and not even like fully painted covers. Just like pencils. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think I think the way that he does his art now is he has guys like uh, Doug. Braithwaite or you know somebody else do all the line work and he just does the the paint on top of it. Yeah, but like, it's, it's not as good as well. Yeah, it, it's really know? not the same. Yeah, um, and it's a shame because Kingdom Come is is one of the most. It's so beautiful that the fact that you have the dialogue bubbles in there mm-hmm. 
almost looks out of place. Ah. It looks like you're looking at a painting and someone just stuck like little like memes on it sometimes. <laughs> but it's so it's fantastic. It's a, it's definitely worth a read. Um and before we go much further, I just wanted to kind of throw out my favorite Batman version. Oh yeah, we almost character. skipped over you. We almost skipped right over me. Um I have a, a couple of them. One of them that comes to mind is during the infamous infamous countdown to Infinite Crisis. Um, where if anyone read that, it was the it was a weekly one comic that happened after the success of 52, where you had Jason Todd, uh, I believe it was Donna Troy, one of the monitors, and I can't there's someone else, I can't remember who else it was, but they would they were like the sliders of the DC universe. It was, a Kyle, uh, much, it, was it was Kyle Rayner. Yeah, it was Kyle Rayner. That's right. It was Kyle Rayner. Yep. Um, and and I, come, I remember uh, that for the sole reason of one panel where an evil Mary Marvel is, I think, beating Jason Todd with Kyle Rayner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but they go to an Earth, and that, because everyone knows um, they're at that point, I think there's 52 Earths, is what they were saying. Yeah. So they, they brought, got they brought back the multiverse. Yeah. So they got back to, they got to Earth 51, I want to say. I don't think it was 52. I want to say it was 51. And that was an Earth where, uh, and this is uh, what I would call Jason Todd's wet dream Earth, where <laughs> Jason Todd is dead. He has not come back, but Batman takes the actions that Jason Todd thought appropriate in avenging his death. So the first thing he does is he kills the Joker. Nice. Wow. And then that's he starts sick. using guns and he starts like doing all this stuff. And that's where the uh, Red Robin costume came from. Yum. So what happened? What yeah? Um, uh, what happened was in, and a lot of people know in Kingdom Come, Dick Grayson becomes Red Robin. So he kind of becomes his own thing. It has a cowl. It's a pretty interesting looking uh, costume. It kind of looks like the Batman costume without the ears. And wearing Robin Hawk, shirt. Wearing Robin shirt, but Hawkman's little harness without the wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got the little uh, the chest circle. Yep. 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 And so that's where we first saw that, and they brought that back in in Countdown, and Red Hood, Jason Todd at the time, didn't really have a costume. Like he wore the helmet and he had the jacket and he had a little domino mask and that was it. And seeing this Batman and this Batman seeing Jason Todd, it was like a really great reunion because their Batman didn't take any Robins after that. Like you never had Tim Drake or Stephanie Brown or anyone, anyone else or even Damien. Right. It, he just stopped after Jason because he was so beat up. It just started killing dudes. So he sees Jason and he gives Jason the costume. And that's where he kind of like really becomes this heroic figure for a bit of time. And then they go back to normal Earth and he kind of throws the costume in the trash. He's like, I'm done with this. Forget oh, it. And, and he Tim, becomes Tim, Red Hood. Tim Drake ends up wearing it for a while after that, doesn't he? But he's not. Some other guy gets it before Tim Drake gets his hands on it. Oh, man. Um, I don't remember who it was. This random guy like just takes it out of the trash. He's like, I'm going to be Red Robin now. And then they, were just like, <laughs> they were just like, shut up. Best I, I origin ever. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Nightwing, but not like to Dick Grayson. There's another one who is like N I T E Wing, who is just oh. some jackass. Um, it's I like don't Knight know if that was hyphen him. Wing. Yeah, oh God. exactly. What a jerk! Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that was him. My for 2007 a fact. memories are flooding back to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
but that that version of Batman was really cool. But he did ultimately die um, by, I think it was Ultraman put his fist through his face. And Ultraman, of course, being the evil antimatter version of Superman. Yeah. For yeah. those who are not aware, uh, pretty scary guy. Possibly and... also a vampire at this point, but I I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, and if you want to get a little more mainstream, uh, Batman Beyond is my other favorite. Yeah. I, I mean, he's he's just awesome, and he's not like – so I'm not like a, a dark and brooding fan typically. Like I appreciate it, and it's badass when it happens, but I usually like the more well, – I guess you would say jackass of characters where they're quipping as they fight. So like Spider-Man's like a, a, one of my favorites. Um, they always have something to say, and they're flawed. And that's what I think Terry is. He didn't. He he didn't want to be Batman, but he did. He just wanted to have the cool bat suit, <laughs> and he didn't want any of the responsibilities that came with it. And he eventually ended up growing into the role and really taking it on and making it his own thing. Because it would have been very easy for DC to be like, "Here's Batman in the future, and he's just the same." Hmm. And he's brooding, and he's not going to talk. And I remember in um, when the Joker came back, Return of the Joker uh, movie in Batman Beyond. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Oh, yeah. But uh, Joker, that's how he beats the Joker. Is, you know, the Joker's quipping, and he's coming out of the shadow and hitting him with, like, you know, weapons and crowbars and all this stuff. And Bruce is just like, don't focus on his on his voice. Just drown it out. This is how we're going to do it. This is how you how it does. And then Terry just stops and goes, but wait a minute. I want to talk. And then he just ends up, you know, making fun of the Joker to the Joker's face and then beating the crap out of him. You got you to gotta have a lot of respect for the DC editorial guy who is trying to come up with this and says, well, hey, what if we took Peter Parker, had him <laughs> trained by Batman to use an Iron Man suit? I feel like that's a lot of uh, editorial guys at DC, though, because that's what, like, Jason Todd is. All right, picture the Punisher raised by Batman and make him crazy. Jason Todd. You got to love it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. The banter at Bad Cody Funky never stops. <laughs> never ends. Until we run out of time, which we unfortunately have for the preview podcast. Make sure to tune in uh, Thursday nights on twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky and also uh, badcodyfunky.com slash podcast every Friday to uh, listen to our podcast. For now, this has been Sergio and Greg. Hey, what up? And Casey. Yay. Tune in next time, yeah. Back Cody Funky Podcast. We'll see you later. We'll see you another time. Or never. <laughs>